0: Hello and welcome to the Lead Generation Strategies Podcast. This is your host, Joey Myers of Lead Generation SEO And today with me is Mr. Joe. And is it Hooten? Houghton. 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 That's yes. the Minnesota version. The, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Houghton. All right. Uh, so I have Joe on with me um, and I'm going to let him give a little bit of his background and what his company he does a lot of stuff up there in Minnesota, the Minnesota lands. Um, so first want to welcome to the show, Joe. We got two Joes on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and uh, talk a little bit about what you guys do, all the stuff you guys do. You
1: guys do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I, I lately have been thinking of myself more as a solopreneur. I really like to do, I like to stay busy and I like to do it all. I have a hard time delegating. and (laughs) um, But I also like to be the kind of person that I like to hire. And I just, I really can't stand it when people cold call me. I really don't like the salesy people. I just, you know, spam emails. I I just can't stand all of that. So I have a hard time. I kind of buck the uh, system or buck the trends as far as what they train real estate agents and, uh, you know, marketers to do. So I am uh, a lot more focused on being um, the sole point of contact for my clients, but I also uh, never stop moving. So Mm -hmm. I end up uh, flipping houses and I'm a real estate investor. I've been dabbling in the Crypto spaces and investing in, um, you know, I I enjoy learning and I love learning about new things and staying current. And when I have a client that's into something, I end up learning, you know, from them. So the stock market is is fun for me to just dabble in and uh, um, end up really doing a lot of different things. But real estate is my. you know, passion, what I did right out of college. I've been doing it ever since. Um, so 20 years, graduated from St. John's University in Minnesota. And um, I taught tennis, at a, was at a country club for three years through college. And then uh, right after that, I just just went right after uh, residential real estate. So an investor, um, that's why I started getting into real estate. And then I sold my mom's house. Uh, and I just really loved it, fell in love with it right away. So I thought, you know, i I can do both of these at the same time. They really complement each other. And along the way, I've learned a lot of things. Um, I got my builder's license in 2016. So I'm a licensed home builder, general contractor. Um, I've got my appraisal trainee certificates and um, you know, licensed um, or a certified home inspector, just to learn that's that's really it i don't do home inspections i don't do appraisals but i use the knowledge that i've gained through that to help add value to my clients so it's really about how can i be better than my competition you know
0: right no i i think that's smart and i think um, and, I, and I'm the same way. And I don't know if it's just the Joe thing, the Joey thing, um, but <laughs> you tend to have that passionate curiosity and, and it'll take you down different rabbit holes. And those rabbit holes sometimes could be really fruitful. And sometimes, you know, you get down it halfway th- through it and you're like, ah, eh, you know, maybe this isn't the thing. But I, I think in the real estate world is su- such a broad and complex world, um, and and we'll talk about maybe a couple things before we get into like the marketing stuff um, with the yeah. current the current trends that are going on. Um, but it helps to have somebody uh, on your that has your back, whether they're finding your home or or, or buying, you know, you're you're finding to buy a home or trying to sell your home um, or build your home or anything like that. But having somebody there that has gone down those different rabbit holes and can can tell you a little bit better for, uh, for, uh, see what is coming down the pike. That might be an issue. Right. Um, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing Joe. Um, and what I like to ask the, my real estate people is with the uh, current rate rate hikes, um, I always like to get the, the advice or the opinion of what you think, because you know you're you guys are dabbling in a lot of different things, not even dabbling, but full on. um so what do you see in maybe in the in the real realtor side um uh, the yeah. building side, you know what do you guys see there in Minnesota with the rate hikes?
1: You know it, it, your purchasing power just. Uh it gets, it shrinks. Quite frankly, for every interest rate, um, you know, one one full point, about ten percent um, of the purchase price of the property is is you know equivalent um, payments. So if I was looking for a house for five hundred thousand, and the interest rate goes up one percent, now that same payment uh dollars is the same payment as if I had a mortgage for five hundred. So for every point that goes up, I mean, it's a big deal. At it depends. I mean, a lot of different buyers look at it differently. Some want to rush in because they think it's going to go up even more and more. Some people that don't own, they, that's their mindset. But now if you own a place and you have a two and a half percent interest rate, it's hard to let that place go. Mm -hmm. But what I've always coached my clients to think about is all of the different potential future life changes. So the clients I worked with in 02, 03, when I was helping them, um, Thankfully, I never never told them the market's always going to go up or the market has never gone down over any 10-year period because things change, right? So they had an exit strategy or I encourage them to have an exit strategy, whether that's to rent it after they buy. So a lot of first-time home buyers, if you can buy a house, get in for 3% down or, or 0% down and you decide to move, if you can hold on to that house and rent it that is one strategy for um, long-term, slow wealth building. And that's how I've always looked at it. So I've always wanted to own my houses that I've lived in. So I'm still going after my childhood home. Every time I'm in the area, I drive by, see if they're out there. Hey, you want to sell yet, you know, the home that my grandma owned and we spent so much time in. I want to buy that. I want to just, I'm kind of strange that way. I have these memories and I want to go back and, and revisit them. So, you know, I think my passion for real estate, I, I come by it honestly, but they, the interest rate thing affects different people um, in all sorts of ways, but it's your purchasing power is, is really um, th- the big one. So mm-hmm. if you have investment property and you're locked in at, at three, three and a half percent, you're loving yourself right now, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like a good. A smart person. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll go up and then they'll come down and they'll go up again. I mean, things are going to constantly be changing, but I always hear people talk about, oh, back when I owned my first house in 72, it was a 12% interest rate. And we thought that was good. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but the prices were also, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, 30 grand for us. So they they work kind of hand in hand. So it's relative in time, right? Exactly.
0: Now now what you guys is, uh, what's your unique what, what is the uniqueness? What's your, your company's superpower, or maybe not even the company. Cause I know you guys do a lot of things, but what, what's your, 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 um, you know, maybe secret ingredient or, or just that superpower in your company that you guys really
1: try and cultivate. Yeah. For me, it's, it's being the sole point of contact. So I'm a, a listing specialist. When somebody calls me, they usually want advice on how to maximize the, their bottom line, how to, how to put as much money in their pocket as they can, but they don't want, the, the people that find me online typically they don't want the stereotypical real estate salesperson, mm-hmm. the one that's going to tell them what they want to hear, get all get them all hyped up, and you know be the full service, um, full price, best agent. Everybody's the best agent. I don't know how many number one agents are advertised, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on billboards in our state, but I, I you know, I just that that kind of. Um, Deceptive marketing drives me nuts. Now I get it with the algorithms and with, with SEO, you know, putting best and putting number one, it does help boost you up there. So I'm guilty of that sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's relative, but you know, really when people read research, read my reviews, it's over and over again, it's, you know, honest, always reachable, mm-hmm. um, fair good value. I don't give people the advice that is going to make my life easier or help me sell their home quicker. So I get paid with doing little. I give them advice like they're my own mother, like they're my sister, like, you know, just I treat people the way I want to be treated and I'm a savvy consumer. When I go to buy a car, I research everything. I mean, I'm reading so much about different strategies and how to negotiate and how to, what to look out for, how to protect yourself, who to do business with, why and and why not, and how can you save money? And and so that's just what I try to pass on to my clients. And I'd say that's the superpower is pretty basic and honest. It's like, um, they're gonna, they're gonna get what the service from me that they read about I'm over and over again, it's just honest, reachable, you know, really helped me. I like to help people weigh the pros and the cons and just spell it out to them. I can't tell them what they should do, mm-hmm. but I can tell them the pros of, of taking this strategy and the the pitfalls of taking this strategy and bring some different strategy options to them. So I let my clients really, um, I try to empower them to make the best decision for themselves period. And that's my
0: goal. You're making recommendations. They make the decisions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Using my experience to really let them learn from me and not, you know, making anybody feel like they've got to transact because I've spent so many hours. I just don't look at it from a dollar standpoint. And I think that's, what's so different Mm -hmm. and, um, refreshing at least when I, when I work with somebody, boy, when I find that person that does that, and then they are also in that top, you know, that, that, Sweet spot for pricing. I'm never gonna be free, but I'm never gonna be the most expensive, even though everybody tells me you should, you should, you should. Mm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I won't. It's just not being true to myself. And um, I just, you know, it's not right to me.
0: Right. Yeah. And and if people go on go on your website, which is over at uh, and I'll let you kind of get into this a little bit more. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Um, but you know, over at uh, MN for Minnesota propertygroup.com and, and if they just put in um, just the about. And just kind of read yeah. about you. I mean, you, you've got a lot of accolades that on the sales side, you know, high salesmanship in the real, real estate world. So you mentioned on the seller's side of things. So, um, you know, when you, your, your big thing is, is the listing is getting the optimum value of the listing. So can you go into maybe the top two things that you recommend to uh, seller's? Yeah. and uh, you don't have to go into all of them. Cause I know you got probably some proprietary stuff that you probably do, but maybe yeah, yeah. The top two things for, for sellers or, you know, other selling agents, maybe
1: as an, as an advice. Yeah. So for sellers, hiring the right agent is, is the first place to start, but what is the right agent? And, you know, it's different for everybody, but what that agent tells you they're going to do and what they actually do can be two different things. So many of these agents that, um, they, they really are good at making the world think that they do a ton of different things and that they spend and spend. And because you hire them, you're going to net so much more money. And because of who they know and the clients they have. And, you know, when you're in the business, you realize how much of that is, is fake for the most part or really just embellished. And, and they focus on things that, um, might they think, or, or do impress, impress a seller, but then being an insider, you know, that's kind of fake. It's, um, really frustrating. So trying to help people see through that and, and know that um, it, you really have to take another step when you're researching agents and really find out, you know, when you Google their name, what do you find? Because an agent might tell you they've sold 10 homes in your neighborhood in the last year and you look them up and they have not sold one. So doing your research and then comparing agents side by side. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing you can do to get your house ready is to make it look like a model home. There's a lot of different things that go into preparing your home, but the biggest mistake a home seller makes is they call agents and they ask for a comparative market analysis. And those agents are, are, they know they're being interviewed to sell the home. And so they also know the the seller wants, you know, to hear what they think their home is worth. And the, the seller looks at that and they choose an agent based on, you know, if their price aligns with the price they have in their head. And then they can really leave a lot of money on the table by pricing their home um, poorly, whether it's too high or too low. Um, usually they hire the agent that tells them what they want to hear and you know really talks the property up and doesn't go around and point out negatives. Hmm. And, and then they they end up hurting themselves in the long run. I get the call when, you know, a home's been on the market for a year and a half and they reduce, reduce, reduce. Hmm. And they say, Joe, you know, um, yeah, it didn't work out with the last agent. What do you do differently? We've got to reset because you dug yourself a pretty big hole and it's, it's nothing we can't get over, but we have to do things usually quite a bit differently and then, you know, go back on the market. So markets change. Anybody can win.
0: Go into that a little bit. So in that case, and that would be tough because it's not like you can just reset the, say if you said the home's been on the market for a year and a half, yeah. I mean, it's 360 plus, it's five plus days that it's been on the market. And you can't just say, can't go on the MLS and just reset that number and say, oh, let's return back to zero, right? It's going to continue to show that. So if you put it back up again, you're going to see that, right? So, agents, so what's sorry, the
1: difference? Yeah. What's, yes.
0: agents, yeah. So what's the difference uh, in marketing a property like that, that you're having to basically pick up the broken pieces um, versus a, a newer, fresh property that you're starting at zero?
1: Yeah. So I try to get the sellers to picture themselves as the buyer and what's the buyer going to think when they click on and hit the history. A lot of buyers will see the history, but um, agents for sure will see the history. It's more built into the software that we use, but the buyer knows the history and they have to, they're going to ask why. Mm -hmm. And so why is that? Well, let's, let's tell the story. And it's usually we started way too high in price or we started too high market was different, bad timing, you know, poor marketing, poor photos, um, certain things that improve. If you can make improvements to the property before you put it back on, that's a big thing. Give it a different look. Not only a different agent, different company, different, different photos, different video, different virtual tour. If you don't have drone photos, if you don't have good property descriptions, if you're not optimized for each separate website the Zillows and Homes.com and Realtor.com, all of those different websites, they just pull from one source. If you don't go into the back end and, and edit those and make those look native to that site or look the best optimized for that site. So they're showing up above your competition, those are those are things I get into, but to, to really reset and look different and explain, you know, why didn't it sell for that's the most common question well nobody else wanted it you know why why would I pay anything close to it Mm -hmm. there's a lot of explanations for that but give it a new look I mean Mm -hmm. cut the trees down that are blocking the house from showing up in the photo Mm -hmm. if a lot of people don't have a photo of the exterior first and here in Minnesota the first thought people have is well the outside must be terrible Mm -hmm. or people will have you know, listings without inside pictures. Well, the buyer goes, "Well, the inside must be trashed." I mean, you gotta just have some common sense. But then you also have to put yourself in the buyer's shoes and say, "You know what? Are, what are these buyers gonna be be asking?" Now, sometimes they won't care about what was in the past, but they are usually gonna ask, and you want to have some some sort of explanation, whether it was, you know, we we refinished all the floors. We had really old carpet before we replaced the carpet. You can get a lot done to a house. And this is where my expertise really can help a lot of people with, you know, the remodeling that I'm I'm constantly, um, I always have a house going in in one form of uh, remodel or the other. I have one guy that works for me full-time and he's always at one of my houses doing work. So I'm plugged in to, uh, and I'm making these decisions as a seller or am I gonna sell this, rent it? Sometimes it's whatever comes first at the, the price I'm leaning towards. But um, getting that carpet, some people think it's gonna be $10 a square foot for you know maybe call it a, a 2,000 square foot house. Well, it's not gonna cost 20,000. It could. There's plenty of people that'll charge you that and and gladly take your money, but you're not going to get necessarily, you know, uh, the best carpet because you paid the most. Mm-hmm. It's it's really that that's something I just can't emphasize enough. You know, there's different companies running different promotions at different times, but if you take the big box store like a Home Depot and you go in and you get their contractor pricing because your agent's a contractor and knows the ins and outs, well, I just got my client two bucks a square foot. In, that's with install. And that's the carpet I put in my last flip. I was hesitant to do it because I usually go with the 360, um, you know, up, upgraded carpet, but th- this carpet looked and felt great. So I told him about it. I showed him my flip and he said, yep, I want that same color and let's mm-hmm. do it. And $3,600 later, I mean, he had a bid for 8,500 from his friend, you know, and, and wow. same with painting. He had one bid for $27,000. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. The next bid was $7,000. And, you know, the, 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 low side of that, you're going to, you know, my guys will probably come in there and do it for me. They're not going to work for him, but you know, two thousand twenty two hundred bucks to get mm-hmm. the same stuff done. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's tricks of those, um, you know, tricks of the trade really. value you
0: in that and, and all the, the experience and expertise that you have. Yeah. No, that, again, I said that at the beginning, right. You, you kind of have your, you've gone down all these different rabbit holes and not just gone down them, but you've gotten certifications for them or, you know, whatever contractors licenses and things like that. So now I think that's great um, to have somebody like yourself and and your agents that are, that are backing you, whether you're selling a house or buying. Um, Now this wouldn't be the lead generation strategies podcast without talking a little bit of marketing. You bet. You bet. So so how do clients typically find you, Joe? Um, You know, how do you, how do you market lead generation
1: wise? Yeah. So I played the long game on this. Um, and I'm I'm still nowhere near where I want to be. But I started learning about, you know, search engine optimization, 06, 07. And I slowly, I mean, it was slow and painful mm-hmm. and learning I made so many hiring mistakes where I would hire companies that would do this for you. And, Oh my gosh, I think back all the money I missed, but the icing on the cake or the, the, I should say the straw that broke the camel's back was a SEO company I hired and really committed to learning what they were doing. And once I knew enough to be dangerous, I realized, what they were doing wasn't, wasn't actually helping me. It was hurting me and the tactics they were using and the metrics they were showing me. I mean, it was all designed for them to make and scale their business. I kind of get sick when I hear people talking about scaling their business sometimes, because I feel like many people scale their business in a way that's really bad for the end user, for the consumer. Mm -hmm. And you know, why that's just bragged on and trained and, and taught, you know, I, I guess, Because the goal of so many people is to make as much money as they possibly can. And that's how our society might see success. Mm -hmm. And I just don't buy into that. And I believe wholeheartedly that if you do the right thing enough times for enough people, that's the money comes, right? Yes, we all have to feed our families. And that is a driver and was a driver for me early on. But at the end of the day, what I want the consumer to get what they believe they're going to get. So I'm not I really don't want them to be deceived. Mm -hmm. So online marketing and, and, and lead generation, it's a, it's a tricky balance because you do have to um, do some things to show up on search engines that, you know, I wouldn't write the way I do on my blog posts necessarily um, if it weren't because I know SEO and, and how to be found, you have to write a certain way, right? Well, so it's trying to balance that because I could give the best advice and write the way um, I would talk, maybe, or the r- write the way I'd normally write, but I'd never get found online. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm weighing those. Um, getting found online is, is to me, the best. Clients I have are personal referrals, friends, and family. I enjoy it, and they don't have to question or wonder if I'm trustworthy, they know my background, they know, you know, over and over again. So we don't have to do any of that. They can take what I say and believe it without taking what I say with a grain of salt. And then, you know, they're, they're kind of um, defeating the they're, they're, they may hear what I'm saying and think I'm exaggerating, but in reality, I'm not, I'm giving honest advice. So the people that know that about me already, they're going to benefit from, from my services a lot more. And so the people that study and research and, and find me online and realize, oh yeah, he does do good video. He does do drone photos. He does add property to descriptions. He does, he did sell eight homes in my neighborhood, or he is a relocation specialist, whatever it is, if they can find that, read about it, and then, you know, trust and verify. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so much more fun to work with a client like that. I just don't have the patience to deal with, you know, somebody that comes at me like like everybody else if you've been screwed by other agents i get it like i wouldn't want to work with an agent ever again partially why i got into the business too and i and i get that but don't take it out on me (laughs) i i'd rather not you know work with somebody that's just constant never gonna trust believe or value what i have to do so Mm -hmm. my life's too short and and yeah I hear you there. And when I was doing my baseball hitting site
0: for a long time, um, you know, we we started to base our things off of off the science side of things. So biomechanics, yeah. physics, engineering. And that was a, that was kind of unheard of. The baseball and softball world have been in the dinosaur age for a long time. So when I come along, and start talking about this kind of stuff, you know, you get people that are dumping on you like what you're saying. Yeah. And and they're dumping on me because of the other jokesters that gurus, have been right. gurus. Yeah. <laughs> They've been doing stuff. Right. And, um, and it's, and it's interesting. And I, I did that whole SEO, the tr- traditional thing. And I, I didn't hire anybody. I tried to really do it on my own. Cause at the time I had the time I could do that. I could yep. learn it. Um, and it, and it's good. It, I mean, it's okay. You know, four to six months of traction or whatnot. Um, but the thing was, and I, and I fell into the same predicament this, this was actually about a year or two ago when I came back to the SEO front, you know, created the agency and things like that. Um, because what generally happens is they'll take keywords, they'll take three, four keyword combo, and they'll try and create a, an article or post, uh, using those keywords. So instead of just creating the article, like you're talking about great information, um, you know, whether it's selling yourself, your services, or, um, you know, just good information to help people, um, you're trying to fit an article around certain keywords. Well, the problem I was running into is on that hitting side, I have 300 plus um, our blog articles. It's probably close to 400 now. And, um, and so I wrote a lot of those really good articles and didn't really SEO them. Or if I did, it was very general based keywords. Nobody's finding mm-hmm. me. And so right. now we, we do a, a process where it's like six levels deep. So we, we take long tail, um, different combinations of those fitted into a way that is readable and makes sense, you know? Um, yep. but now, people are finding me better. Um, and so I, I totally get the pain on the, on the SEO thing. Um, and I, and I talked to, had an interview, um, with, uh, Jeremy Brandt, who's the We Buy Houses guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually watched that. It was great. Good. Oh, so you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah really great, good. great, great, great. And, and he taught and he said, Hey, you can't, put all your eggs in one basket when it comes to marketing. You can't be right. all, all in SEO. Like you said, you, you, you know, you've seen companies that have a thousand leads in a month and then they're, they get dinged by, by Google and now they're mm-hmm. getting zero. <laughs> like it's real. Yeah. yeah. It's real. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, that's, that's great information. And and I really hope um, again, you know, I did the real estate thing, uh, for a little bit. Um, you know, I have some friends that are agents, but now I know there's some bad ones out there that are giving others a bad name. So hopefully, you know, hopefully, uh, with the market, the way it is and where it's going, that it's going to flesh some of those out, um, well, as yeah. Jeremy was saying, you know, so, um, uh, but I want to be respectful of your time. Let me see. I want to, wanted to ask you one more thing before we asked, um, Uh, where we can find you and all that kind of stuff. Um, If someone were just getting started into your industry and maybe we'll kind of stick with just maybe the realtor side, buying and selling, what advice would you give them?
1: Really make sure it's the right industry for you. Don't, um, I mean, this is a long term. there is so much work that goes into getting things to where you want them to be so that you are enjoying your career. A lot of people think, you know, Oh, I love houses. And I love, I love talking to people and meeting with people and showing people houses. Well, that's about 1% of the, the you know the job in the beginning you're spending 99% of the time trying to figure out how to get that client to want to work with you so that you can go out and show them houses mm. so having the the right expectations you know starting off thinking you're just going to make a ton of money and everybody's going to want to work with you because you know they like you or because you're friends with them you know really step back and go i've got to figure out a way to be better than the 20 other agents they know that are constantly hitting them up for business and referrals, and all the people they've worked with in the past, and all of the people that say, I'm, you know, the best in this neighborhood. And, you know, they believe it. And now you've got to figure out a way to, to explain and to then get hired. And the first question people ask is, How long have you been in the business? Well, you gotta be ready for that. How do you, you know, answer that? So you usually I would say the best advice for a, a new agent is to really. Make sure it's the right business for you and then join a mentor, join a team, mm-hmm. work with them, work with their, you know, a lot of times the guys that the, the, the people that join my team, they want the leads. Well, I don't want to work with a lot of people that ask about some of my listings or just randomly come across me and, and don't value a real estate agent. I, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. Right, if they find me, I, that's where I want my time to be freed up and and um, kept for for people that value and and. Um, know me or have used me in the past. So those leads, stranger internet leads go to my teammates and a lot of teams operate that way. So they can cut their teeth on, you know, a buyer across town that wants to look at a hundred homes and, and maybe never buys, but you know, that rookie agent like that, you just look at that as education, you know, you're paying, you're paying, whether it's time and money or just time um, upfront. To build your clientele, to learn the business, to be able to add value when that person says, "Hey, you know, um, I'd love to work with you. What do you have to offer?" And so, just just learning. Yeah, I, I agree.
0: I agree. Great advice. And, you know, I think patience, you mentioned that earlier, where you're playing the long game, right? Yeah. And so that's it. And when I first got started, it was all the money. You know, I wanted to make money. I was young. I was early 20s, yeah. getting out of college, just got done with baseball. I didn't know you know, I was going to be a major leaguer. That didn't happen. So now what? Now what? And, uh, and And I think playing the long game, it's hard, I think, in your 20s. Um, or 30s, whenever if somebody I mean, new agent wanted to wanted to get out there, um, but I agree with you. I think they they gotta love they gotta love it. Um, definitely relational, um, but yeah. it, it is definitely a long game, and and you're not going to get 10 clients right off the bat, and right. you have to be patient because if you're not patient, then
1: you become desperate. It, it, it's oh, it shows too, is, right? Absolutely, right. And then having nights and weekends to you know most of your agents established will not want to work nights and weekends. They won't want to work with, you know, as many buyers as they can, like in the beginning. So you've got to fill that void, right? That was how I got in, you know, got a lot of buyers early on really hard to get listings. The first couple of years Mm -hmm. got a lot of buyers though. They wanted to see stuff the second it hit the market and I was all up for it. I didn't have kids. I didn't have any obligations. Mm -hmm. So I dropped what I was doing, showed it to them, showed them 10 others, encouraged them to see more and more and more houses. Whereas certain agents are like, sign this contract. Here's what you're going to pay. Here's what you're going to need. I won't work with you if you don't do this. And it's like, oh man, you know, that's not right for a buyer either. So Mm -hmm. there's a place for new agents. Just Mm -hmm. be hungry and be available and be answer your phone for crying out loud. You know, Mm -hmm. part of why I hate spam calls is because I always answer my phone. I literally drop what I'm doing. I might be in, a lot of times I'm in the middle of something important, but I answer my phone and it stops me. And then it's the sales call and I just get so frustrated. That's (laughs) why I won't cold call. I mean, I just won't, never have, Mm -hmm. always have done the opposite essentially or or not done what they teach you to do. And I think that's refreshing for a lot of yeah, people. Exactly. And there's and there's market for both both
0: ways on that. Exactly. So, totally agree. Absolutely. Well, cool, Joe. All right. Well, hey, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, where can people find you? Websites, all that. Yeah. Good.
1: Mnpropertygroup.com is like, you know, the the main website. I I do have a lot of different websites out there for a lot of, you know things related to real estate and and information, but that's the easiest. And so most of my social handles, social media handles are, you know, at MN property group Mm -hmm. on Instagram, you know, all of the main ones, all the good ones. Yeah. 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 So
0: (laughs) cool. All right, Joe. Well, thank, thank you for your time today. Uh, Any other parting thoughts?
1: Well, just, you know, call me if you have questions about the industry. I'm really, I'm passionate about helping people choose their first career wisely because I I'm lucky to have done that and it's benefited me in so many different ways it's a bummer when you you know you go to med school and you, you do all of that and you realize like this isn't the career for me like oh my gosh can you imagine you know so I'm not just about like I want people to I genuinely love helping good people people that come at it you know from a good place like love to help those people somebody that just wants 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 and you know is all about just trying to. um I don't know. All about themselves. Yeah, I ready, you know. Yeah. Call somebody else. But mm-hmm. but if you're a good person and you're gonna return the favor to somebody else down the road, mm-hmm. I'd love to share, you know, and help you. So
0: very cool. Well thanks, yeah. Joe. Thanks Thank for your you. time here today. All right. Have a good one. Appreciate it. All right. Stay on real quick.